What would it take to arouse your life, to experience more connection, more pleasure, more realness, in and outside of the bedroom? I'm August McLaughlin, and this is Girl Boner Radio. A wall of fiery love. She loved dogs, I think more than people. A woman with a huge personality and an even larger mouth. I'll miss her caustic wit. She taught me to have fun in sobriety. These are just a few of many words that have been shared online in response to the sudden death of Laura Somoza. In addition to being an all-around cool person, Laura was an accomplished sex writer, author, and host of the podcast Between the Sheets, who touched so many lives. We met when I appeared on her show, and I was immediately struck by her unique blend of grace and wildness. She spoke with so much heart from what she called her potty mouth. The first thing she did when we sat down in her studio was grab her own boobs in this funny, playful way, and I wondered if it was her pre-show good luck ritual. And soon, we were talking about everything from embracing pleasure to breastfeeding couples. Yeah, you heard that right. Laura did not shy away from controversial anything. She pushed the envelope in so many ways and endured tremendous challenges, love, joy, and laughter in her all-too-short life. I am still stunned and heartbroken that she's gone. A few days after I heard the news, I decided that I would share much of our shared girl boner studio time from a few years ago. She joined me to play this game called The Effing Truth. It's kind of like truth or dare bingo, but without any dares. I was admittedly nervous to come over the recording at first. I thought it might be too painful. Instead, I experienced the near opposite. Hearing her words, her laugh, her, quote, boobs and boner talk made me realize that she is still here in some ways. Not that that's sufficient. It isn't at all. I think Laura would be really happy to know that everyone listening is experiencing some amount of those things. I really hope and suspect you will. She would probably also really appreciate that we are going to wrap up the episode with a segment on multiple orgasms. You'll hear why in a little bit here. Rest in power, Laura. We miss you. Laura, thank you for being here. Hi, August. I'm so happy to see you again. I know. So we met on your show. That's right. And I had the pleasure of joining you twice. You're a very funny. I asked you then. I was like, are you a comedian? (laughs) No, I just like talking about boobs and boners, too. So we have that in common. I know. It's like we're kindred or something. We are. We're we're sisters from another mister. Totally. So you're a sex writer as well? Yes, I am. I do a column, also a confessions column for this Latino website called Lero. And um, I just did one that was, you know, the worst things that you can do for your dating profile. And I just loved some of the things that they What are some there. of the things? Well, one was, um, you know, political views. You know, <laughs> that was big. Um, if you have a picture of yourself just from the neck down, because usually that means that you're, you know, looking for a skeevy affair and you don't want someone to see your, your face. Or the gym photos of yourself, you know, in the bathroom, you know, topless. 
from the school of hard knocks, you know, it was a big one. People just, or anytime you start anything with like no fatties, you know, don't, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want that. You know, there's people the that. typing. Yeah, exactly. That, like, you have to look like this and be this yeah, height and yeah. have this size boobs or Comfortable whatever. both in a ball gown and, and cowboy boots. It's like, what does that even mean? You know, That's it's just, yeah, it was just really funny to see like the people and a lot of them were just like, you know, no hunters, no, no Trumpers. <laughs> totally. And it's interesting because I could see how if you, did put your political beliefs up there, it could limit you in some ways because maybe somebody who has different political beliefs, you'd be a great fit for. You know, I have friends who have very different beliefs from their partner. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like Trump stuff, I feel like it's so personal and it says so much more than it's not even just political. It's like either you're for misogyny or you're against it. Right, exactly. (laughs) That's how I feel. Either you hate puppies. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or, yeah. Totally. Totally. That's amazing. So how long have you been sex writing? I think I started back in 2005. Yeah, 2005. And I had been engaged and I got disengaged and I moved back to California from New York and I had written, you know, little relationships articles here and there. And then uh, this woman called me and said, you know, we'd love for you to come and write an article on blowjobs. And I was like, uh, I'm not saying I'm like an expert on it, but I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. So I ended up writing this article on how to give a blowjob. And for like, I don't know, a good five years, if you typed in how to give a blowjob, that was the first article that would show up. So you were up like the blowjob guru. I was the blowjob. Yes. <laughs> your, your go-to blowjob girl. And then from there, I ended up doing a lot of research and doing a lot of interviews and wrote a book on Bliss in the Bedroom, A Real Woman's Guide to Better Sex. And I started doing kind of like a column, like a dear, you know, a, a naughty dear Abby type of column and then started, you know, my own show. And so I still do a lot of freelancing. I write for Cosmo. I write, you know, just all over the place. So that's been a lot of fun for me because then you just really get a chance to kind of explore sexuality. I feel like I'm kind of like a sex tour guide, which I'm sure that you absolutely relate to. It's so fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. To explore something that is weirdly taboo, but people are so curious about. Mm -hmm. And then when you put yourself out there as someone who's willing to talk about it, people confide in you. They ask you questions. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I I know a lot of stuff from people that I've never met. (laughs) Yeah. People are really trusting. It's great. Yeah. And I'm glad they know they can trust us. Yeah. I feel like, you know, especially sex is such a, like a, for me, I think it's a judge-free zone because, you know, as long as you're not hurting animals or children, you know, and this is real estate in your brain that you know you're not going to get back. So if you're comfortable doing something, then fly, be free. There's, you know, a kink out there for everybody. Even if your kink is just being really vanilla. You know what I mean? So I love that vanilla as a kink uh because that's great. To Mm -hmm. me, when somebody says, they're almost like embarrassed that they're vanilla. I'm like, it is amazing when you get so much pleasure out of a simple thing. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Be proud of that. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's my feeling. It's like, if you're happy with your sex life, then Here's. You, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. nobody else's business unless you want to make it your their business. You know what I mean? Were you raised to be very open about all this stuff? Did you learn much about sex and sexuality as a kid or is this like your personality? Honestly, I I remember learning about sex from Judy Bloom. <laughs> she oh had gosh. that book. Yeah. And I think I was in junior high and uh, we had camp. 
And somebody brought that book forever. And that was the one where she talks about, you know, she meets this guy and he has a penis named Ralph. And all of us were like, guys named their penis is Ralph? That's so weird. You know what I mean? So, but I remember learning about, you know, your period and stuff like that from Judy Bloom. And so to me, like she was like the first sex writer out there. Wow. I love her so much still to this day. Have you ever told her? Have you written her? I, I did. I tweeted to her uh, one time saying everything I learned about sex, I learned from Judy Bloom. That is awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And then, but I've always been one of those people that's just really comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I've just been, I always say I'm like one of the guys, but with female genitalia. I so, dig it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Have you ever played a sex game? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that on my way here. And the only thing I could think of playing, it's not really a sex game, but Twister, like Naked Twister. Ah, that's a sex game. It's a sex game. It's a sexy game is what it is. Wow. Yeah. And so did you play this? Was this like a a sex party or it just kind of came up? <laughs> it was just with my, you know, my guy at the time. And it was just kind of like, look, I found this Twister game. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was yeah. curious, too, because there's kind of this idea of sex games. And mm-hmm. I feel like you see them on TV sometimes. There's a party going on. Mm-hmm. A sex game comes out. There's like spin the bottle, all this stuff. I did play spin the bottle. Yeah. Okay. And then there was something else like two minutes in heaven or something where if you got the certain person, then you guys would go and sit in a closet for a couple of minutes and, you know, hopefully do a little French kissing or stuff. Or, the, or then, too, truth or dare. I mean, that's the first time I ever French yeah. kissed somebody was, oh, interesting. was truth or dare. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, never, I never played one. I can't remember it being played anywhere I was, but I was like very geeky growing up in many ways. My parties were with, like, the Odyssey of the Mind and choir people. So <laughs> not that there weren't very randy people in some of these groups. But when I was preparing for the show, I thought, well, I'll just see what's online. Like, what do people mm-hmm. play? And I was really interested. First of all, most of the games that were in popular publications, a lot of them, first of all, were geared toward women in very straight, heteronormative kind of relationship. They basically were kind of like a game that allowed them to have some foreplay. Yeah, I've seen those like the dice too. Like if you go to like pleasure chest or something like that, they have a little dice where you roll the dice and, and it says like erotic massage or you know whatever it is, whatever you whatever you roll, that's what you're supposed to do. That could be fun, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just like just to try new things or maybe if you're kind of in a rut of we always do the same thing, right? Try that. In the same order, blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, one I found was called Time Bomb. And you pick a time interval, and they suggested 20 minutes. And for that 20 minutes, one person kisses – or no, both people – kiss, touch, and do all these other sexy things. But here was their, like, big clincher. There was no penetration allowed for 20 minutes. And when I was reading hmm. about it, I was like, well, that's still sex to me. If you're naked, if you're making out, if you're doing everything except penetration, to me, that's still sex. Yeah, That's interesting that you said that because I was reading this article not too long ago. It was a survey on, and saying like the average amount of partners for women throughout their lifetime is eight, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> sure, eight. All my friends and I are whores. And then we talked about it and I said, well, you know, what's the average then if you add oral sex into that? Oh, mind blown. Because think about it. When I talk to my friends that are lesbians, they're like, we're not having penetration sex all the time. I mean, oral sex is sex. And anal sex is sex. There's uh, different factions of religious groups. Like uh, we did a show once about women that were Mormon that like to have anal sex so they could still be virgins when they got married. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. So they're looking for the loophole. Yeah. And the so hole. it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So it's very interesting to see 
what you define as actual sex. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're moving toward, and I hope we're moving toward a much more expansive definition. Mm -hmm. Not so that, I mean, I want people to have those loopholes if they are in those religious communities and they're like, we want to have sex. We just need to avoid one thing. Right, exactly. I just wish it wasn't like, well, then that is sex. Because again, for most of us, sex, I hope, is much more broad. But if you are somebody who's in a relationship where maybe you were taught that only sex is penis and vagina penetration, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then a game might be a fun way to expand. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Also, I noticed a lot had to do with role-playing. And I imagine, too, it's one of those cases where you've been fantasizing maybe about role-playing, but you don't quite know how to bring that up. Like this one game is called Naughty Girl, and you're supposed to have a hairbrush or another spanking tool. And then one person tells the other person everything that they did wrong that day. (laughs) <laughs> like, I was late to work. Right. I, you get a spanking. I fell down. You know, right. I lied to somebody, whatever. Around a red light or something, yeah. Totally, totally. Which could be fun if you're into spanking. But what the publication said, which I get geeky again about this stuff, but it says spanking feels good. Like, that's a fact, you know. And for some mm-hmm. people, that's true. But yeah, Well, the everybody. pleasure and pain, you know, neurotransmitters in your brain are very similar. Yeah. So it does actually pretty much stimulate the same area in your brain. Totally, mm-hmm. which is why mm-hmm. some people totally love it, right? Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. really love spanking. And spanking is so broad. It could be little taps. Some people like it really much more harsh. Right. It, there's so many different definitions of that. It's important to know what you desire, what feels good for you personally, right? Right, yeah. Kind of have to match up on your kinks, too, because I remember once I had a a boyfriend a long time ago, and I told him that, you know, I wanted him to tie me up. And he, like, basically put my hands in a bow. And I was like, this is so ruined for me. Like, my lady boner (laughs) has gone down. I'm not, it's not, no, it's not. You got to be able to meet each other up in that that role play. that's a great a story, though, like, to share because to, <laughs> to show people that tying up even has so different. Because for you, you're yeah. probably like, I want someone to like ravage me. Yeah. I'm like yes. controlled. Restraint. Restraint, <laughs> not I'm a present. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> want to so be gentle. like, you know, I could just take my hand out and, you know, cover my mouth. I'm coughing or something. You know, it's yeah. just so like, I'm like, you know what? It's ruined. Forget it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Another one that came up was Twister, but in another way where you go in your car and it's supposed to be like a re- it's a recreating of your of a first time, which I mm-hmm. guess I don't know if people still I know that used to be the only way that people would have sex is like not the only. But if if I feel like in the 50s and 60s, a lot of the things that we see on TV, it's like they didn't have privacy. Oh, I'm pretty sure I was conceived in the back of my dad's car. OK, so it was a very legit thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure very that's effective. what happened. Yeah, they were college students. OK, you know? yeah. OK. So maybe not that you want to think about your parents. Yeah, I know. Okay. Ah. Erase, erase. <laughs> I know. But this one is. Going into a car in a parking spot where you won't be interrupted. I was with, again, a little boyfriend, and we got a little, you know, frisky at a park, you know, in the back of his car. And all of a sudden, you know, we're in the back seat, and I just hear this (gasps) on the window, and it's cops. And they took him out because they thought that he might have been, you know, raping me. (laughs) I was like, I had to put my pants back on. Just like, I'm like, no, he's like... Can you, can you guys just go home, please? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we had a heart attack. Oh, my gosh. Oh, how terrifying. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. I'm glad that's not because you never know if that's a law. Well, yeah. In some I places mean, it might be, right? Like yeah. indecent exposure or yeah. something, depending where you are. Yeah. And to go home and your parents are like, can you come get me out of jail because yeah, we were getting busy. Thi- yeah. So mm, embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For this game, 
they said you're supposed to pretend that your partner's a virgin. And then you're supposed yeah. to teach the person how it's done, like step by step, and give them lots of feedback. Uh, that's I what mean, I love about you know, especially the the man I'm with. He's just he's so intuitive. It's like he had mm. like he took a master's class in my body. So when we first got together, I was like, oh my god, how did you know that? I don't even know that. How did you know that? It's Aww. just like I'm just reading it. <laughs> I've been reading your blog. <laughs> Remember that blowjob article? <laughs> That's amazing. I think Truth or Dare is probably the most popular. Yeah. And then This Is War was another one. You get naked and have an intense naked pillow fight, and the first person to surrender has to perform a sexual favor. I don't understand. <laughs> okay. So I guess you're going along, you're tickling each other, uh-huh. and someone's like, stop, stop, stop. And if you say stop, you have to then give a favor to your partner, which, again, this is me geeking out, but, like, the whole you have to – it's a compensation or, like, we trade favors to me feels weird. Yeah. Like, meh. I don't think uh, – uh. Plus, I don't really want to be tickled to the point of, like, surrender No, I will, I will punch somebody in the face <laughs> if they tickle me. Okay. I hate being tickled. I actually almost broke somebody's arm one time because they were tickling oh me gosh. so hard. And I just – you know, I just – I can't deal with the tickling wow. thing. I know some people love it, but I'm not one of them. So that's another cautionary note. Don't just spring a game on someone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do have to kind of know, you know, you'll figure out your limits. I, we did, um, I don't know if you've ever been to the pleasure chest when they do their parties, their, the glory hole parties. Oh, no, I oh, haven't. Oh, God, it's amazing. They actually have a, what's like a simulated kind of sex room people can, you know, peek into. And they have, um, uh, you know, bondage um, stations where you can learn how to tie people up in special ways. And they had a flogging station there. And I thought, I got to check this out. Right. I'll take a little tap here and there. You know what I mean? Nothing too like crazy. But there's this guy, I mean, big, just gorgeous, you know, mocha guy with arms that are just like ka-chunk, ka-chunk, you know, huge arms. So he gets out and I get in my little bend over, assume the positions. And he, you know, kind of just goes a like that. And I was like, oh, that's all you got? And he's like, ha, ha. And he went off and just, I mean, I let out a scream like I've never heard myself scream before. Ever. Oh, my God. I mean, he just spanked the shit out of me and my butt was black and blue literally for two weeks two weeks and i went to yoga i was at i went to bikram yoga and i had those little tiny shorts on and you could see like you know black and blue butt and pe- i'm sure people were like you know there's there's homes for people like you you know and i was just oh like gosh. it was insane and so i was like okay i know what my limit is did now. you feel and that- like you had set a boundary and he crossed it or were you asking no, like, i know i was me. i was being a smart ass and then uh, oh being a dumbass <laughs> And some people really do enjoy that. I really wanted to see what it was like. And then I was like, okay, I never have to do that ever again. (laughs) I've been spanked enough for the rest of my life. That is crazy. Yeah, it really was. Have you ever thought about writing a memoir of just all your crazy sexcapades? Oh, God. Uh, You know, sometimes I think about that, but then I feel like my show is basically that. I am working on a book right now. It's called 50 Fun Fuck Facts. So, because I know you know, being around here long enough, we we learn a lot of interesting things. So that'll probably come out next year. (gasps) Yay! You have to tell me when so I can let people know. Sure. 
So I'm completely springing this game on you. Okay, well, neither one see. of us have played this before. Okay, yeah. so it is called the Effing Truth, and it was created by Carsey Blanton, who is a songwriter, performer, and occasional sex blogger. She came up with this idea, and the website says it's the talking about sex game for you and your effing friends. Bingo, and never have I ever's cooler, funner love child. <laughs> Any group of people can play as long as each of them has, at some point in their histories, effed. So engaged sexually. And basically, each card has two questions on it and a number. And we each have a bingo card. Right. So we are each going to take turns asking each other one of the questions on the card that we draw. Then we both get a chance to answer. Okay. And they encourage everyone to answer. But if your number, so each card has a number. If your number matches a number on your card, you get to X that out. Get five in a row. And then you, you get to say, you are the effingest, is, is what they suggest. <laughs> One thing I would change, and I think just the way that we're going to play it, which isn't a change the game. It's just a, a way that you could play it potentially. Instead of getting points if you can say yes to these questions, I personally like it better if it's not about, you know, the person who has done the most kind of sexual things, you know? Uh -huh, uh -huh. So it's not a contest about that. A lot of people might feel a little bit weird about, oh, I'm not sexual enough to, you know, right. play this or whatever. So we're going to play it in a way where we will answer and... If we answer honestly, we're going to get a point. But we also, if we would prefer not to answer, we can share a story. Okay. And there are story cards, too. So if either one of us pulls a story card, you just share like a sexual anecdote, funny memory, something like that. So let's see how it okay. goes. Let's see what we got. Laura, why don't you ask the first question? So you just pull a card. All righty. And then tell us the number and which question you'd like us okay, to answer. Okay. It's number 17. Okay. Have you ever had a threesome featuring two or more people with penises? Do dildos count? I don't think that's a people. It's not really, is it? No, not really. That's like imaginary friend sex or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm going to go with no on that one. Okay. How about you? I have not. I always think of myself as being like, I'm an only child. I don't really like to share. So, ah. <laughs> so this is for 45. If you're playing along, you could just skip the number part. Just answer the questions. Have you ever given or received a foot job? Sexual stimulation. From someone's feet. Oh, from, from their feet. Because I give a fabulous foot massage, ah, I have to say. I feel like this could be looked at two ways, right? So instead of being like finger banged, you're toe banged? So like you put your foot, <laughs> you rub your foot on someone's genitals? Is that what that means? Or is it just, because couldn't it be sexually stimulating just to do an amazing foot massage, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, yeah. I think you get think a yes sexy. on that one. Okay, I'm going to yeah. get a yes. I'm going to take a no because I'm squeamish about feet. Yeah, I mean, I will give my boyfriend a uh, foot massage all day long. I really don't like other people touching my feet. I think I've only had two pedicures in my life. And partly because I'm a runner and, you know, we always have a tendency to lose toenails or something. I always paint over where the toenail used to be. I don't have a problem with other people's feet, but I don't really like to have my feet played with. All right. Pick a card. Pick a card. Any card. Okay. These are both good. Um, have you – it's number 20, by okay. the way. Um, okay. Had sex that was so silly you laughed out loud? <laughs> yes. When I got spanked. I mean, I don't <laughs> think he thought it was silly. And this was before I had really learned much about spanking as a kink and all that. I knew uh -huh. people did it. Now I would have stopped and had a conversation, you know, and respected it as that person's kink. But – at the time, I just, I could not stop laughing. I was like, 
he just spanked my butt. I thought it was <laughs> terrible. Like, not the yeah. response he was hoping for. The, I like the other uh, question on this one, too. too so I'm going to answer this one. Is, have you ever had sex in a public place? Which I obviously just told you about my little park adventure. But I also had sex right outside of a church. Ooh. Yeah. I felt very thorn birds, very naughty. <laughs> that must have really kind of stroked your rebel self. I feel yeah, like you have that yeah. cool, like, you like to push the envelope and you're kind of like, F you all, patriarchy. Yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, I got a story card. Okay. Talk about something that turns you on but is embarrassing to admit. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I have one I'll share that okay. I think would be embarrassing to a lot of people okay but i'm not embarrassed by it okay i get turned on by watching (laughs) that's coming out wrong i was gonna say watching old people have sex i get turned (laughs) on by seeing older people on the screen who are having sex there's something to me that is so beautiful when you say older what do you like what's an age range for you it's not a specific number it's more about i guess you would say elderly I mean, somebody who looks kind of like grandparents, okay. like who are, okay. and I think it's because to me, I get so turned on by breaking stigma mm-hmm. and celebrating diversity and embracing yourself when you don't fit into society's ideal of quote unquote sexy. Because normally we see like 22 year olds having sex or 30 year olds having sex on screen. I've been teased about this, that I'm into activist porn. Like (laughs) if it's something that is like, change the world. Activist porn. Just be like a hippie with a protest sign. And I'm like, I want it. I want it. (laughs) I love it. For me, I guess it would be, I like restraint porn. Like I like to see women that are being tied up or tied up. I don't like. I don't like to want to watch them getting fucked, but I like the whole like struggle of it. Ah, I can watch that for the power know, play. Yeah, and just you know, and but it has to be kind of realistic too. You know, I, I hate it when it's too much of like, oh no, don't. <laughs> you know, it's like no, like you have to be a good actress about it. And I like this, like watching the struggle of it. Mm. And I'm sure most people would be like, um, what? <laughs> but that's that's Mike. That's the king. Yeah. That's what I love. I have that, and you know, stick that in the spank bank, and that works. I can see that. That's cool. Yeah. I dig that. So okay. that's that's my funny one. Awesome. What's okay. Next, uh, number twenty three. Have you ever had sex that was so awkward you stopped having sex? Oh, of course. Hasn't everybody? Yeah, I must have. Yeah. I've been kind of like, cause you know, it's not going to work, you know. And I think that that's actually normal sex people have it in their head that that they're supposed to have sex like some movie where like the clothes are strewn across the floor and they climax together up against a wall and you know it's like that's not tell people all the time i'm like normal sex is like weird noises like weird fluids you know something stinky going the wrong hole you know awkwardness is part of normal sex yeah and i think that you know people can get that into their head of like oh well you know i mean we're human and it's funny and you know sometimes it's just going to be like wah wah completely oh totally yeah there was the time that I thought I peed on somebody you know, oh like, yeah and you actually just like ejaculated yeah and, I had that happen too it was and was he so... thought I peed on him and he was more uncomfortable than I was which made me feel really <laughs> weird I was just like oh, if God. I had peed it wouldn't to me right. be that big of a deal right you know it's not ideal but it's not like I tried to pee right and it didn't, like, I didn't I'm not smell a bunch of weird German stuff porn or something yeah. <laughs> exactly but yeah I think most people have had a sex interruptus yeah exactly okay what you got for me 
Oh, how funny. I won't ask this one because I think we already know, but have you experienced squirting? Your owner, your <laughs> Perfect timing. I'll go with the next question. And this okay. is 42. Have you ever had multiple orgasms? I have indeed. I got up to 13. What? Boom. That's amazing. Yeah. Again, I'm such a huge fan of the Hitachi wand. That thing is, they, they should put me on the payroll because I've sold so many of those just talking about how fabulous the Hitachi wand is. I feel like hell yeah, it's the most praised. When people praise, yeah. it's not just like, I like it. They're like, no, it's amazeballs. Were you aiming to have many? I was kind of, just... yeah, I was just kind of like, wow, that was powerful. Well, that was another one. I'm just going to keep on going until I pass out. <laughs> See how far I can go. <laughs> Did you pass out? No, I didn't no. pass out, but I was definitely like. After all, you're like, I need a meal I or something. I felt like my vagina was still vibrating on its own for like an hour <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> That is really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still haven't tried the Hitachi wand. Oh, you collection. will. And then you're going to call me up and go, I don't know what I was waiting for. Yeah. I was like, I'm on too. number 12, yeah. Laura. <laughs> if they've never had uh, an orgasm, I mean, that's really one of the best mm. ways. Because just the vibrational tone of it, for whatever reason, works with so many women. You know, it looks like the 70s massager that your mom had, you know, which now you really know what your mom was doing, which, again, is probably not a visual that you want to mm. have now, but sorry. And it's just, you know, within like 30 seconds, you're just going to be a boom. Wow. Yeah, it's powerful. Wow, that's crazy. I would put it on low too. The high, I actually can't, I can't do it. It's too much. Yeah, too intense. Yeah. It would probably be a really powerful toy to do orgasm control where you don't let yourself orgasm. You know, like you get close and you stop and you stop and you stop. Like there's a oh my God, might be too hard with that me, torture. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I'm like that's they do that at Gitmo. Jeez, <laughs> jeez. So yes, I have too, but I don't have a story like that. So we're gonna leave you all with that multiple orgasm story. There you go. Yeah. And move on to Oh, it's yours. Oh, okay. Um Oh, okay. Number twenty six. Okay. Have you ever had sex with someone who was more than ten years your junior? I have once. Yeah. Have, yeah. He was a youngin. I was in my uh, late 30s and he was, I think he was 24, 25 and just so eager. Because <laughs> usually for me, I don't, I prefer dating older men. I want someone that has the experience and knows what he's doing and is confident and you know what I mean? Like yep, that's, yep. that's, the, that's the shit for me. But uh, it was just, just the one time and it was kind of like, it's so adorable how, you know, Enthusiastic. Happy. Yeah, exactly. So he's like a cheerleader. <laughs> Give it. me an S. Give me, a, give me an E. Give me an X. <laughs> give me a Hitachi wand. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't believe I have. I mean, I haven't always known the age specifically, mm-hmm. probably. But yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But yeah, experience is amazing. But it's also great, you know, to have the diversity and that you either bring a lot of experience. Sometimes the lack of experience might be intriguing too. Somebody who's just starting to explore. Oh, this one's hysterical. Okay. okay. <laughs> 39. Have you ever had a sex dream or fantasy about someone who is in this room? <laughs> I probably will tonight, Laura. Okay. You and your Hitachi you, wand yes, you, spanking yes. and tying each other up are going to be bouncing around in my head tonight. Okay. I'm gonna, I'll do that too when I go home. I'll think of you. And have you ever been paid for sex? Uh, I have never been paid for sex, although I've paid dearly for it. <laughs> that UTI or just heartache? Yeah, heartache. No one's given me money and said, go have sex or please have sex with me for this money, though I value sex work as an occupation. But I did get a stipend when I did the orgasm 
MRI experience. So yeah, you kind of got paid to have sex with yourself. Yeah. And also you probably reviewed toys, right? Like I've been paid to review toys. Yep, me too. So if masturbation counts and solo play with, yeah, then we've been paid for sex. All right. Well, there you go. All right. We're professionals. Who knew? Thank you. (laughs) All right. What's next? Uh, Okay. Have you ever made or received a booty call? Huh. So you'd have to know someone's intent to answer this question. I'm reading into it too much. But um, probably. Just nothing stands out. Like nothing that I've gone, ooh, that was a booty call. That's never even occurred to me really. Although every once in a while when you get like some drunken weird text or call in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. there have been, oh, yeah, I did wonder. But I don't know if this person knew me. I don't know if they tried to call me, but somebody called oh, me. Had, oh, that's so that creepy. I had that from somebody on Facebook. And I, was like, I said, really? Why don't you get a written permission slip from your wife, you freak? <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah. No, so gross. Yeah. Everyone listening, don't do that. Yeah, don't do ever, that. Ever, ever. No. I had one booty call, and this is back in my... Probably late 20s, back in 1842. Um, and uh, I had like a, I'd just gone through like a super dry street. I mean, I didn't have sex for like a year and a half. And just added, because then it became like, well, I don't, you know, I'm going to save myself. Or, and then after what? So that I, re-virgining, I did that before. Yeah, I don't did, know what it was. I, I was like, yeah, I think I, I just try to not have I sex. Didn't, yeah, me, neither did I. And then for whatever reason, then I was just like, okay, I got to get something in me now. <laughs> Yeah. So I called up uh, this guy friend of mine who I'd known forever and had always been trying to date me. And I was just like, um, I'm going to come over tonight and we're going to take take care of business here, you know. And he's like, really? He's like, but I have something to do. I'm like, this is it. This is your only chance you're ever going to get. He's like, okay. And so I came over and I was like, do you want to go out to dinner or something? I'm like, no. Ah, uh-uh, no. Nah. I just want to be good. Let's get going. Mama needs it now. Wow. wow. <laughs> I felt like such a guy. It was really and really did it funny. turn out the way you'd hoped? Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. good. But then he was like, should I set the alarm? I'm like, oh, honey, I'm not staying. I got to – I'm just got to go. And you were yeah. clear about your intention too? Very clear. Because I think that's really important too. If you're making a booty call, it's important to make that clear because you just never know Mm-mm. if you're on the same page. But if that's all you want and you make it clear and you're both into it, I could see that being like kind of animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally primal. All right. So just a couple of more questions here. Um, you know, I, just when I did this, and I'm like, oh, I already know the answer for this for you. There's two you know, questions about masturbation. One is, have you ever uh, masturbated in a public place? And then have you masturbated while another person watched? <laughs> yeah, it depends on what, how you define watching. Yeah. Because in the orgasm MRI, they were watching my brain. So does right. that count, right? Like they weren't watching me. So no, I'm, you know what? We'll take that one off. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take, take that one th- take that one off and think of you've actually masturbated in front of somebody for their pleasure for your in pleasure. front of someone oh yeah during yeah. sex I love partner mm-hmm. masturbation mm-hmm. yeah I think it's really sexy yeah I think it's really sexy when you see your partner getting turned on by you doing it That's totally really hot. totally yeah. or just the thought of the masturbating is exciting to me mm-hmm. I like knowing that they're getting pleasure mm-hmm. and that they're turned on and, mm-hmm. yeah what about mm-hmm. the public place one for you I don't think I have. Is a car a public oh, place? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Car, yeah. Me too? Yeah. High five. High five with a car masturbator. Yes. Um, the very first time I ever got a vibrator, my boyfriend at the time was like, I want you to go home and practice this and figure out what it is you like. And I did not wait until I got home to try like, I don't want to wait. I love it. <laughs> Little pocket rocket, me on the 101. Right? I mean, you know, a ton of people are probably masturbating in their cars in L.A. If you're stuck in traffic, I mean, what a great release. As long as you can be safe. Unless you are doing something really gross that I've seen where have you ever seen a man masturbating and he's like 
looking at you from his car. Yes. Yeah. And see. I was in junior high. Thank oh, you very much. So he was much like worse. by a school. Yeah, it was disgusting. And I, but I, um, uh, my friend screamed and I just like pointed at him and laughed. <laughs> You're so awesome. <laughs> I think I kind of screwed up his That there. may have been the thing that stopped him from doing it. I know. Because you hurt his pride probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. I didn't stick around to see if he was going to finish it or not, but I was just like, ah, like you look so stupid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. This is 33. Oh, that was 11, by the way. Okay. Oh, I got that one. All right. You're going to win then because I haven't gotten any. <laughs> oh, you got the effing story, though. You oh, that's story, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Right. You're okay. Not. Okay. Have you ever sexiled someone, asked them to leave the room so you could have sex or been sexiled? Ooh. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't either. That's a, fair, that's a very interesting question. Like, I've known that there's somebody nearby, or someone has walked in on me before, but I didn't, like, there was never, like, a conversation. Like, you need to leave, or could you please leave so we can... Right. Now, I remember I had a roommate, and she, her boyfriend always sounded kind of like a wounded moose in heat when he was having sex, and I was just like, oh, can you shut up? Oh, no, did you say anything? Um, I think I did at some point. We we ended up getting in a fight about something, and I'm like, "Well, I'm so sick of having to hear your boyfriend going." Uh, uh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was oh so. My goodness. Yeah, I think I grew back my hymen at that period of time. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay, so how about we wrap up okay. with one more each? Okay. Um, go ahead. Okay, so this is a story one. Okay. Talk about something that you feel confident about in sexual situations. Something I feel confident about? Yeah. So I guess it could be anything. It could be a certain skill you have. It could be just that you're confident that you can be really present with someone. Um, Hygiene in your (laughs) hygiene. Huh. That's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. I'm confident about um, the way uh, my boyfriend and I fit together. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like we just like he's he's my glove. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, um, so there's something about it that I just know like there's like there's a really sexy intimacy that we have together. Hmm. And so when we're in union, should should I say, I always know that it's just like a really very very passionate place for me. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think him, you know, being so uh, in tune with my body makes me feel really sexy. You know, when you're with someone who wants to be with you. Yeah. And that feels extraordinary. You know, I mean, how can you feel any sexier, any more beautiful? It's yeah. really that's, powerful, that's powerful beautiful. stuff. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to even follow it up with anything. <laughs> what she said. Just kidding. Um, I um, love you, honey. <laughs> that was so sweet. I'm very confident in my in my being non-judgmental. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. that's, like, that's good. It doesn't good bother one, yeah. me. Like nothing's gonna, you know, if there's like a weird bodily noise, I don't care. We're bodies. You know what I mean? Right. Like to me, it's not about performance or impressing people or right. you know. And I don't know if I've always felt that way. I feel like we grow into things, you know, because we don't learn a whole lot about sex growing up and you're just exploring and stuff like that. But I know that that's a 
place I've been very securely and it feels, I think it's really important. It's a big value for me too, to know that it's a compassionate, open-minded, non-judgmental space where you can be vulnerable, mm. be yourself. Uh, well, speaking of vulnerable, then this will go over this question is, have you ever had sex that was so emotionally intense you cried? Oh, yeah. 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 I I occasionally cry right after orgasm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. To me, when it is that really powerful experience, that really, like you said, that really fit feeling, that really, that connection, that the the pleasure, the release, and also the the being so present, I don't think that you can be more present, you know, especially with, with Climax, yours and your partner's. It's really emotional. I, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. And I'll preface with telling you these two different ones. And this is back when I was engaged. I was engaged when I was 24. And first time I cried because, you know, it was such an emotional, intense moment. And I just felt nothing but like pure love for this person. But then our relationship was falling apart. And we were trying to have sex and you could tell it was just like, we're just trying to like fuck the love back or something. You know what I mean? And just stopped right in the middle because it was like, it's not working. It's not there anymore. And so we stopped right in the middle of it. And then I just started crying because it was like, it's over. We can't, can't pretend that it's there anymore because it wasn't. So I think about, I think about that one. That was a real marker. Yeah, it was really, it was really sad. (sighs) Because, you know, it was just something you can't, like you said, you can't pretend it. You know, you can't, that emotion's going to be there or it's not. I love what you said. You can't fuck the love back in. Mm-mm. That goes in your book if you ever do. <laughs> wow. that's, a fi- that's a 51st fun fuck back. <laughs> <laughs> bonus edition. <laughs> exactly. The bonus round. Oh, my gosh. This was so fun. Thank it you. It was. Thank me. you for having me. I'll come back anytime. To learn more about the late and fabulous Laura Somoza, find a link to her very spicy podcast, the one she compared to a memoir, at the link in the show notes. As I mentioned earlier, I think Laura would really appreciate this week's listener question. It came from Elsie, who wrote this. I keep hearing that women can have multiple orgasms, and my partner can, which has me honestly feeling insufficient or like I'm doing something wrong. I know there should not be a competition, but I would like to come more than once now and then, or just get it over with, because my partner also wants me to, and that sometimes feels like pressure. Thanks for any advice. Elsie, you're so awesome. Here is what Dr. Megan Fleming of GreatLifeGreatSex.com had to say. Elsie, thank you so much for your question. Not only are you not alone in the quest and desire to be multi-orgasmic, but I often hear a similar question coming from people who've never had an orgasm with their partner. So one of the important things I can say is that it's not uncommon that our partners, when they've had an orgasm or multi-orgasms, they're really excited, right? They're coming from a good place, wanting us to have experience, right, what they've experienced, but they're not recognizing that often explicitly or sometimes unwittingly don't realize the pressure that that puts on as if, you know, this is supposed to happen, should happen. The reality that up until now, it's not been in your experience, multi-orgasms, or for others, it's never even been an orgasm. The mindset is that this doesn't happen for me, that this isn't possible. So I want to start by saying that anatomically, Anyone with a vulva has the capacity to be multi-orgasmic. That being said, the percentage of women that do, depending on the research, varies greatly. I mean, I've seen some studies where it's as low as 8 
to 15% and others saying up to 43%. But that importantly, that even though the capacity to be multi-orgasmic is there, the majority of women are not having them. And in my experience doing this work over 20 years, I can say one of the biggest inhibiting factors is A, mindset. They don't think it's possible. And we don't try or look for or seek or explore, more importantly, the curiosity and play, that which we don't think is possible. But also, just knowing and opening and holding space for the possibility in and of itself is like the first place to begin. And then it's to realize it's the relaxation. I mean, as I said, most women don't fully allow themselves to receive being turned on. And so they're not taking the time. And so it's really important that you are relaxing, that you're breathing, that you're enjoying taking all the time you need with your partner. And that when you reach that first orgasm, do the exhale and continue to breathe. Breathing is critically important, taking deep breaths. And then when if your clitoris is too sensitive, as it can be for some women, of course, don't go there. Continue, whether it's breast caressing, French kissing, making out, exploring, turning on the rest of the body. Again, arouses both mental and physical. And then when feeling ready, coming back to the clitoris and adding additional stimulation. Again, it's mindset, it's breathing, it's allowing, and then you can add in Kegel exercises and contracting your PC muscles. Independent of having an orgasm, just in general, that sensation, that contraction is sort of kind of inviting the contractions of orgasm, as well as strong Kegels, PC muscles definitely add overall and in time to more intense orgasms. And then I think importantly, it's that, again, the mental, the physical, sometimes we need additional stimulation and that's where sex toys can really come in and be amazing. So whether that's something that's more vibe-based, like a vibrator and or the newer technology is more of like the pulsation or suction like a womanizer or a satisfier. Finding out sort of, again, what are your go-to turn-ons, mental, dirty talk, whatever it is, and the physical and just hanging out there and sort of deliciously spending the time, knowing that nothing needs to happen. Again, it's not about outcome. It's not about goal. My son recently has actually been painting, and I'd forgotten about this well-known painter, Bob Ross, and he talks about happy little accidents. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That's what I want for you and for everybody in the sexuality realm as they're exploring and playing and being curious, is that you too experience a happy little accident of multi-orgasms, where again, it is not the goal. When your intention, your your mindset, your open, receptive, and taking the time to build pleasure, it's what is possible. As always, would love to hear how it goes. Thanks so much, Dr. Megan. I love what she said about really exploring your turn-ons and making way for those happy accidents. I also think that setting aside time to explore your pleasure solo could be really helpful. And as I say that, I can almost hear Laura jumping in with an ad for her fabulous sex toy. Whether it's with that toy or another or your hands, exploration on your own could be incredibly helpful, not to mention a lot of fun. For some specific masturbation ideas, stay tuned for an upcoming episode. If you have a question for me or for Dr. Megan, drop us a note through the Girl Boner link down in the show notes. And if you're enjoying Girl Boner Radio, please let your friends know about it and leave us a rating and a review. This episode was hosted and produced by me, August McLaughlin, with audio management by Mackenzie Mazel, engineer and the founder and organizer of Period. Learn more about this collective of femme and non-binary podcasters at periodnetwork.com. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week.